Welcome on to the Backstretch. I'm News 5's Heather Williams and Shane Bankensbergen. Get to know the name. He is a straight up wheel man. Now, people who followed Australian Supercross probably already knew that. But for those of us that don't really get to a chance to follow uh, some of the foreign racing series, this guy was like a breath of fresh air to me. It was so cool to see him work through the weekend, work these cars, own the street race, and then school a couple of the best drivers in the garage area in NASCAR this weekend. I think it was really good for the sport. I think what they're doing at Project 91 is incredible. And every time I think that Justin Marks has come up with a genius idea, he does something else that makes it seem even more genius. Uh, bringing in guys from other series, bringing their fans with them to dabble in the NASCAR, also exposing us to those drivers. It's brilliant. NASCAR drivers, we get in our bubbles, right? And sometimes we forget because it is hard, right? These are some of the best drivers in the world. That some of the best drivers also live in other series. Tony Stewart came from another series, very successful. Kyle Larson, very successful. Marcus Ambrose, AJ Allmendinger, uh, Juan Pablo Montoya. Some of the best drivers in the world got their starts in other series, and that's okay. And they can come here and find success in NASCAR. So I loved what SVG did. I loved everything about the Chicago race weekend. I'm going to talk a little bit more about Chicago in my final thoughts, so I don't want to get too far down that line. This week, we go to Atlanta. I've said this before. I love Bristol. I live in Bristol. I live three minutes from the track. But the place that I fell in love with NASCAR, not cars, because I've always loved cars. I've always loved IndyCar. But the place I fell in love with NASCAR was Atlanta. Sitting in the corner, seeing the speed, feeling the sensation. The first time I went in person and subsequent times, I was hooked. I got a chance to go back to Atlanta for the first time last year and almost 10 years and not quite. I think it was like seven years. Completely different Atlanta. Still very cool. I'm not sure. The racing's way better. So I don't want to like poo-poo on Atlanta now because uh, the racing was terrible in the old configuration. I mean, it had some great finishes, which saved it. But, you know, there usually were only about 12 guys on the lead lap. So, but it's not the same for me. The speeds are not different. The, the sensation, the, the speeds are not the same. The sensation's not the same. Still cool. Still love it. Still a great place to watch a race. Just different. It can be to a different fan. And uh, Super Speedway Racing's never been, like, my jam. So I'm not as crazy about it, but I do love Atlanta. I do love the city, the vibe, the racetrack vibe. When Atlanta's got a lot of fans in it, which when it races under the lights, it tends to have more fans, is such, it's such a mood. It's such a great place to see a race because of just how eclectic the fans are. Probably a lot like how Chicago was this past weekend. They're under the lights this week, so I'm hoping we can get a little bit of that Atlanta mojo vibe back in the racetrack because it's a cool little place. Uh, my guest this week is Alex Bowman. Uh, Alex, before he got injured, before he broke his back in a sprint car race, was maybe the most consistent driver in the garage area. His team was was having a really good year. And despite being injured and missing three points races, four races total if you include the All-Star race, he managed to stay in the playoffs. He was still among the drivers that were 
in the top 16 in the points. But since he's come back, he hasn't been the same Alex. So I talked to him about the injury, how it's changed its season, how they're trying to get their mojo back, uh, and how he's looking to do that this weekend at Atlanta. So fun conversation with Alex, as always. Uh, he did in his car. He was uh, His air conditioning was actually out in his house. So um, that was being worked on while we were doing the interviews, which is kind of sad because every time I interview Alex, it seems like uh, his puppies like to uh, crash the party. You can hear them in the background or or banging on the door or that kind of stuff. So uh, I was kind of sad uh, that I didn't get to, you know, hear the puppies in the background. Uh, but nonetheless, great conversation with Alex. But as always, let's start with Chris. We are joined, as always, by our crew chief, Chris Carrier, who is also the crew chief of the number 75 Food Country Truck in the Craftsman Truck Series. I don't know how you could call the Chicago Street Race anything but a success. The highest race ever ratings-wise on NBC. Driver's Safe fans were everywhere. So, Chris, what are your thoughts on Chicago? Home run. You know, home run. Now, you know, the, the Xfinity race on Saturday got uh, uh, called because of weather. I can't say because of rain, because it really didn't rain much. It was actually lightning. Not, I mean, not a lot anybody can do about that. And it was a little bit of a downer for them. But the cup race on Sunday, I watched the whole thing. And Heather, I'll be honest with you, I was like, I was like actually breaking a sweat through some of it. It's like, good night. This is really good stuff. No, no negatives that I can see. I mean, I, I just, none. And I, I know that I talked to Parker Clearman. He was covering the race for NBC. He's our driver. Oh man, he, he was like, he said, this is, he said, Chris, it was insane. He said the amount of energy and excitement that the people had, he said a huge crowd. He said, they just kept coming all during the race, just kept coming, kept coming in. So, uh, you know, great finish, uh, a guy that, Probably not a lot of people out of the outside of the garage area, you know, thought was going to win the race, or do, you know, Shane Van Gisbergen, and, and man, he comes and stomps a mud hole in us, you know. And I just thought it was really, really just a man, a shot in the arm to me. And again, I'll just say, not a home run, but a grand slam home run for NASCAR and for the people of Chicago, the city of Chicago. With the success of the street race and the uncertainty of Bristol dirt, a number of road courses. Uh, Road America people want back on the schedule, not to mention North Wilkesboro and Nashville Fairgrounds. If you were making the schedule, mm. what tracks do you want to see on the schedule? Well, I, I, you know, after this weekend, I, I definitely have to say we got to go back and do that street race again. And I, I don't know that NASCAR's uh, intentions is to make that location the place for a street race or the only place for a street race. Uh, that's a little harder. Those, those pieces of the puzzle are harder to put together than just having a race at Bristol or North Wilkesboro somewhere. But, you know, North Wilkesboro's in. we got to have two at Bristol. That's a definite. That's at the top up here. Um, I, I personally like the road courses. I think that road racing, especially in, in today's world, in today's Cup Series with today's Cup car, is is a, a is going to be a, a fan favorite. It's going to be the competition is going to be great. The racing is going to be great. So you got to have those. And the dirt racing can be at local dirt tracks for all I'm, I'm concerned. But uh, you know, uh, Atlanta coming up, we got to keep those type races too. Uh, they got some hard decisions to make. All right. Speaking of Atlanta, that is where NASCAR goes this week. The mile and a half or now also a super speedway so what's the key to winning this kind of monster mashed together track uh heather just all i can say when you say about atlanta now is fast and things happen 
fast. You know, you got to remember this is this is now like you go to Talladega, Daytona, especially Talladega. It, it's you're you're wide open all day long. You're running as fast as that car can run. You're you know it's over 200 mile an hour in the draft altogether. But you know, there's a lot of room there. It's a two and two thirds mile racetrack, Daytona two and a half. And, and the, the width of the racetrack, I don't know the exact dimensions, but they can run three wide easy at Talladega. You're doing the same thing at a mile and a half racetrack at Atlanta, and there's places on the racetrack that you parked, you, you know, parking three cars side by side is tight. So, you know, I can tell you drivers are nervous when they go there. They're nervous about it because it's it's there's no room for error. There's no time for error is the thing. So you're going to see breathtaking racing the entire weekend. Uh, it's going to be good stuff. There probably could be some points implications here because it's it's another it's it's more scarier as far as taking out a bunch of cars at one time than Daytona or Talladega. So uh, just hang on to your hat. That's all I can say. <laughs> All right, we are joined now by Alex Bowman. First of all, Alex, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, so first, I guess I got to talk to you about uh, Chicago. What did you think about the whole street race experience? Yeah, I thought the track was super fun, honestly. Um, I really enjoyed it. Just fun to, like, be so on edge with no room for error. Um, you know, the wet stuff was a, a little sketchy. Um, just with how low grip our cars are in the rain compared to, you know, other series that do race in the rain. But um, it was it was super fun. I wish our day went better. Obviously, uh, unfortunately, I had an engine failure. But just, um, you know, I think we were on our way to having a, a fine day. So um, just got to keep digging. I, I thought that was great for the sport. I've seen all the TV numbers, which I think is is awesome. And, um, yeah, the fans were were pumped. I when the engine failed and I got out of the car, I was kind of like in an opening in the wall that there were a bunch of fans at and they were so excited. Like <laughs> I'm just hanging out with them, waiting for the safety crew to get there. Um, and they were pumped. So it was, you know, it's cool to see that. Um, I don't know if they knew that my engine blew up or knew what was going on, but they were excited anyway. So <laughs> they were just excited. You were sitting there right in front of them. That's awesome. Um, so you mentioned your engine blowing and not having a good day, but I, it, it seems really impressive to me and says a lot about you and your team, how close you are to making it in on points, even though you missed a bunch of races. What's that say about how good the season has been uh, maybe outside of Chicago? Yeah. I mean, I think pre broken back, like we were awesome. Uh, we had the best average finish of anybody like super strong week in and week out. And, um then I went and messed that up and broke my back and obviously you know we had a huge points penalty as well and came back and we're still in and then um just you know we have had bad races since I got back so we need to turn that around and uh get things back rolling in the right direction but we're plenty capable of doing that um our ally team is super strong and I feel like from the top down uh you know Blake's doing a really good job everything's like we're everybody's doing a good job. It's just, um, haven't, uh, had things fall our way. So, um, you know, I think we have plenty of opportunities to win before the regular season ends, but at the same time, uh, if we get back to running how we should, um, I think, think we'll be okay. It seems like, uh, the nine team struggled a little bit too, after Chase came back from his injury. Is it just maybe losing a little bit of rhythm in the car being away? I mean, 
is there is there something to the consistency of just being in that seat every week? Yeah, I mean, I I certainly think that doesn't help, right? When you're everybody you compete with continues competing for four weeks and you uh, sit on the couch with a broken back, I, you, they're getting better and you're not. So um, that didn't help. But at the same time, you know, we just kind of had have had everything fall wrong for us i mean from the first race back um just have like the worst pit stall ever and we passed 20 cars every green flag run but lost it all on pit road every time because we were blocked in so um you know we've we've just had days that were tough so just got to keep digging and uh, do our best to to overcome that you are a team though that's capable of winning multiple races you have the past few seasons does that give you at least a little bit of I don't know confidence knowing that you need to rip off a win to get in the playoffs you can do that too yeah I mean I, I think we're plenty capable um you know a lot has to go right to win cup races they're they're super difficult to win but at the same time um with the group around me and, and everything we have at Hendrick Motorsports I feel like we're plenty capable so just uh gotta go make it happen Atlanta this weekend uh it's just completely different than what most people think of when they think of Atlanta now. So how does it uh, change your approach to the weekend? Yeah. I mean, just trying to understand um, how to stay out of the mess. Right. And keep track position. I feel like as everybody's kind of figured it out, it's gotten pretty difficult to pass. And last year we were in a really good spot um, or not last year, last race there um, and running up front at the end. And then, uh, everybody around me was a different manufacturer. So I got shuffled out with, with no help. And, uh, that's just kind of how those things go sometimes. So just trying to understand how to work together the best we can and, um, you know, keep track position. Cause I, at, at the end of the day, like that race is going to be won by somebody starting up front in the last stage. So, um, got to do our best to make that happen. But, uh, I feel like we have, we'll have a fast race car and, it's going to be hot. So that, that might change kind of how it races compared to how it raced in the spring. So do you attack this race like Talladega and Daytona now, or do you still attack it like a mile and a half? Uh, it's definitely like Talladega and Daytona to a point. There's much more handling um, involved at Atlanta. I think everybody kind of assumed it was Talladega and Daytona and then went to qualify there in the spring and you had cars crashing by themselves and qualifying. So uh, the race car still got to drive. Okay. But um, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it's, it's definitely another speedway race. You knew this was going to be my final thought, right? You knew based on what I did last week, based on how I've been this whole way that I want to talk to those of you out there that were knocking down Chicago before we even ran lap number one in Chicago. Because there are still some people out there that are trying to push the negative, the narrative well, the negative narrative for that matter, that this race was not a success. I don't know how you could call this race anything but a success. You can't control the weather. Xfinity Series race was stopped because of lightning. It was stopped again because of rain. Well, it actually never got started the next day because of the rain. It is what it is. I mean, that happens at Bristol. I've been at Bristol races where there's been flooding like there was in Chicago. I've been in Talladega where there's been standing water in the infield. I've been Daytona in a torrential downpour. 
Rain happens. I've been in Martinsville in the snow. I've been in Bristol in the snow. Weather happens. You can't control that. But what they could control, the layout of the race, the racing itself, the atmosphere, all huge successes for NASCAR. I was actually really impressed with the racing. I knew that the the event, the atmosphere, there'd be lots of fans. I knew that that was going to happen. I had been to Chicago a month before and kind of gotten a, a feel for the business community. Granted, I didn't ask the average fan, but the business community's excitement for the race. And it was there. It was palpable. So I knew all of those things would be in place. But what NASCAR did so brilliantly, what the drivers did, what SVG specifically brought to the to the event, is the racing. The racing was really good. The course was darn near perfect. The, the the technical sections, the wider sections for passing, the swooping turns gave opportunity for such great racing and such big moments in the race. And to me, it was like a chef's kiss. It was just about as good a debut as you could have for an event, especially one plagued with rain. And the fans, good on them because they, they donned those ponchos. They waited out the rain they sloshed around in the puddles and they stuck around and were rewarded in the end so um you know i would really like to see this event happen without the weather because i think chicago deserves the chance uh the naysayers are loud enough for no particular reason really that it may not happen and if it doesn't it'll be sad because i think this was a really cool event I don't know that we need straight racing in Chicago in perpetuity or forever. You know, I think the cool thing about the street race and the LA Coliseum, both in their construction, is the fact that there are events that, that can move around and bring NASCAR to the people, wherever the people may be. That's what's really cool to me. So we'll see what happens. I, for one, loved it, and I hope it's back next year. That's a look at the backstretch. We'll see you next week. Thank <laughs> you.